Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, guys. Hello, hello. I hope you're good. Welcome to the Higher Self Voice, uh, my show, Janet Richmond, my show. And as you know, it is my favorite day of the week. I get to share with all of you this incredible information and energy that I learned about and experienced for the first time back in the 80s. And I learned it from a woman named Joan Culpepper. And she has now laid aside the body. And I did get the copyright to all of her material from her daughter. And... So, since 2009, I have been working full-time trying to share this information. It had such a major impact on my life in so many ways. I often say, well, I did a 180-degree change in my life six or eight times over the years. Now, I've been doing it a long time. doesn't mean that each of you need to take all those many years to make changes, major changes in your life. You can, no matter no matter what, because when I started, the evolutionary thrust was certainly there, but it was not there to the point of where it is today. And it's building momentum, building momentum, building momentum. And if you're not sure what the evolutionary thrust is, it is simply the originating source itself is gearing up, so to speak, gathering momentum, because it is ready to make its own evolutionary jump its own evolutionary jump. So it's taking all of the parts of it, all of its aspects, all of its creations, all of its elements with it. And so the evolutionary thrust is the building of momentum by the originating source and all souls are being, are, are moving with it and we're all being sped up at the evolutionary level energetically, the, the energy of the evolutionary movement. We're all being sped up. That's the thrust. We're being thrust forward, whether we like it or not, and we are experiencing this speed up in many different ways. And it comes, it comes out in many, many different, many, many different ways and many different arenas in this higher self information. And today is yet one more arena, and it's, it's, has to do with the astral, and I will be getting into it very soon. But I do want to welcome you all because it is such a powerful force that's ongoing in the universe, in the universe today, not just here on Earth, not just for the humanities, but 
affects souls at every level. All in the universe known and unknown, and most of the universe is unknown. And I'm not even talking about the visual universe that we have. I'm talking about the outer dimensional realities where the universe are so high in frequency we can't see them. Uh, we can't experience them, and the scientists don't know they exist. But in any case, we... Um, you know, the higher selves are really helpful. They give a lot of information to expand how we think. Every time we hear something, a new idea of how things are working that we weren't aware of before, guess what? It opens up the limitations that we carry, the limitations simply because we didn't have the option to think about something else. So as always, the higher selves never say you have to believe this information you know, or or you can't disbelieve it or whatever. They always want us to stand in the center, just listen to the information, take it in, and you will choose at the soul level whether it's right for you, whether you resonate with it or not, and you will just move forward. But if you didn't have the information out there, if we didn't have the option to even hear something different than we think or believe, chances are our mind wouldn't know to even go in that direction. So when we get new ideas, it's a real opportunity to think, to grow, to expand, to explore and discover what is right for us and what isn't. And so that's what, you know, what the show is about, is to offer you this higher self information in hopes that it will help in some way. Of course, the higher self will give us tremendous amount of self-help material, how to uh, bring our lives into a state of healing and balance, and also how to help others, the planet, the universe. I mean, they're pretty expansive in their help. They, you know, they don't limit it to helping just one area or another. They help in the mind, body, soul, any, 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 anything that you'd like to get help with or you see that someone else needs help with. So, you know, I really have benefited from the information and so there's a tremendous desire on my part to do that kind of pay it forward thing and so that's why you see me or hear me every week on the radio I just genuinely want to share it with everyone and if they're not if people aren't ready and I run into people all day long every day of the week uh, well maybe not every day but all, all the time I run into people that just aren't interested but that's okay because they're on their own journey Maybe tomorrow or next week or next month, they will be interested. Maybe it'll take two or three lifetimes. It, it really isn't up to me to judge if someone isn't interested or to say, oh, what's the matter with them? Never, ever, ever. We all have our own inner timing. Many souls choose to become aware because they're doing something else. They're moving through and balancing or healing other things, and then they'll become ready to hear information or to look at things in a different way so we don't ever want to judge guys okay so anyway excuse me for all of that but it is my favorite day of the week and this is one of the reasons why now i do have a phone number to call in if you wish to call in at any point you certainly can i may not get to you right away if i'm in the middle of something but i will always get to you guys and i did have a caller last week which was great and i really appreciate the caller calling in in any case, the call-in number is 646-668-8565. I also have an email, guys. It's jvvm, 
richmond at gmail.com. So it's J's and Janet, two V's as in Victor Victor, M is in Mary, Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D. Okay, so please, you can always email me. Let me know if you have questions, comments, suggestions. You want a healing done on the, online, I can do that for you. Whatever you wish, you can certainly contact me and I will get back to you. Now, I do want to just remind you guys, you can get these, the archive shows if you can't listen to the live show, which is, it's not that many people actually can listen to the live show unless they're in a different country, simply because uh, it is during the, the normal workday. So the archive shows are available in a lot of places. They're available on my website, higherselfvoice.com. They're available on your any smartphone, the iPhone, the Android, the Samsung. If you on the iPhone, there's a podcast app that just comes right on the phone. It's purple with a microphone in the center. I understand that if you have an Android or a Samsung, that you go and you download a free app called Castbox. You can download that, and in any one of them, you put in Higher Self Voice Radio. And I should come up. <laughs> so anyway, um, if you do decide to listen to the podcast, I would recommend you start in January of 2016. You don't have to. You can just go from here, you know, any show you want, because there's some topics or the topic of the show is posted. So you can see something might just hit you and say, ooh, that sounds interesting. You can go ahead and do it out of order. But in general, there is a lot of, context and foundation that is built over time. So if you're someone who's really into podcasts and you are able to listen, I recommend that, you know, you start at the beginning and move forward. Um, anyway, so that's, that's a scoop on that. So, okay. Now today I'm doing one of the sessions that I that we all had years ago in June of 1987 from Joan Culpepper and for those of you who don't know she had many groups and many classes but she had a weekly class every Wednesday we used to call it the Wednesday group and the higher self took over that group and she would reflect the higher self um, she'd bring in the higher self information and the higher self would would teach us every week and this went on for four years, and she did eventually move out of town. But we got a tremendous amount of information and help from her, uh, from the higher self at this point. So anyway, this was one that was in June of 1987. And opening, I want to just bring out this part of the opening. Her, I am doing her amalgamation opening which is very different from mine and very powerful and very informative and just great in every way. So I just think it's important you guys get the benefit as well of that. that We all got many years ago. Anyway, in this, she has us create a fountain of higher heart consciousness energy from our heart center. And then we send it up through the top of our head uh, and flowing it. We flow it out into what she calls the healing circle very real energy. If you guys don't use it, you can use it in your everyday life. It's, it's fantastic uh, 
energy, and she does explain it, so I won't go into it yet. But I want to remind you all that when the higher selves have us, now at that point, it was the people in the group on that Wednesday group night. Now I'm having, I'm sharing it with you, so it's all of the listeners. So now, what, whether it's the past group or this group, it makes no difference because the higher self always said it was the past, the present, and future people in the group. And so we're part of the future group. Anyway, um, when we create it at the heart center, we are tapping into the divine energy we carry, that pure soul essence energy, and we are also tapping into the resource of originating source energy because, of course, the pure soul essence is connected 24-7 to that originating source energy. So we are activating the divine love energy in our heart center, okay, by using the focus of attention. You guys know this, but I just want to make this really clear. And then we are sending it up through the top of our head. Now, the reason the higher selves have us create, I mean, call on and activate the divine energy of divine love or whatever energy, the higher heart consciousness energy, whatever energy it is they're having us work on at any particular point in time, and then have us share it out and send it into the healing circle or the astral or wherever they have us share it, is because remember one of the main reasons we returned to carry the dual soul nature was to have the facade body and soul there so that as we gave out the divine energies, the fifth dimensional energies, whatever kind of divine energies we were working with, that it would move through the human body and soul that we carry, which means that it's more acceptable, more comfortable for those who are that we want to receive the energy, and they're much more likely to take the energies in. If you all remember when I talked about what one of the reasons, one of the main reasons we returned was because when energy is sent down from higher frequency levels, it is de-intensified to, so as not to kill off any of the souls it touches in the <laughs> four lower kingdoms. But it's still pure energy, and we live in a world here that the human kingdom is in the five senses world where things really, we really relate to things that we can see and hear and touch and taste and whatever the fourth one is, the fifth one is that I forgot now. But in any case, we can really relate to those five senses. And so pure energy, even though it's de-intensified, meant that it took a long time for souls to take it in. They just felt it was alien, scary, threatening, so different. They didn't know what it was. It was confusing to them. So one of the reasons we returned to take on that dual soul nature is so that our that divine energy would pick up the flavor of that human that we are, that we also carry. And so that's why the higher selves have us create the fountains calling on, utilizing all the divine energies we have access to, but then all those energies move through our humanity, so to speak, our facade, soul, mind, and body. And so wherever we're giving it or directing it to or asking that it be used for, it's carrying all that humanity, and it's much more able to, I mean, more palpable, 
for the for other people to take it in at the same level we also can use that energy ourselves at our own human level so it seems sort of like a conflict that we're creating these fountains these divine fountains of energy but we're also asked to stand in take in the energy for ourselves and this is why because even though we are lending the flavor of the humanity, we still can benefit from the divine energies because we are still at the facade level. Humans carrying the issues and all the problems we've taken on over eons of time. And so this is to help us clear away and awaken and move more and more into, for example, proper self-love, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the first thing. Um, but I also want to discuss another idea about this fountain um, so that you can be aware that whatever the higher self are teaching, if you have an idea of how to use it, please use it. Whatever you, idea you might have is absolutely going to help because if you have the idea and you amalgamate and then utilize the idea, it never can hurt or harm, and it's always going to work in the highest ideal for whomever or whatever you're trying to help with. And this is exactly what happened many, many years ago. I would say it was back in, I have to say, let's see, I moved there in 88. I would say in 1990, <laughs> okay, we're going back a long time. I had recently moved from the uh, Laurel Canyon Hills, I mean, those of you who don't know L.A., it's in the hills, it's in the Santa Monica uh, Hills, and I moved from there down to the valley, the San Fernando Valley, and one of the things I noticed when I was out, and as you know, I walk all the time. Now, at the time, I was running for many, many years, 25, 30 years, I ran every time I was out, and I still, believe it or not, did my processing while it was running, because it wasn't hard running, it was jogging, okay? And so I was doing that, and when I was living in the hills, I lived in the hills maybe 13 years, and when I moved down to the valley, one of the things I noticed right off the bat is that I didn't have the same nature sounds that I'd heard for the entire time I was living up in the hills. Now, granted, it was slightly a more rural area, but there was always songbirds that came in. I heard owls hooting. I saw many different animals around, you know, uh, animals like raccoons and um, skunk and many, many different kinds of birds, um, even coyotes. I just, you know, there was a lot of nature presence in the area, quails, but just tons of different kinds of birds, owls, hawks. I mean, it was fabulous, and here I was living in the middle of a city. So when I moved down here, and it's the valley is much more suburban, uh, much more, much less nature-oriented, although it has plenty of parks in it, um, and a lot of the streets have many trees. And one of the things I noticed is that when I was walking around, at this point I'm walking instead of running, um, the I, did, I didn't hear the nature sound. There was no birds chirping waking me up in the morning, uh, all the birds that I saw for about a year were crows and morning doves. Never, and there were squirrels I saw, um, but really the, the nature presence was almost nil. And it was upsetting to me. And at some point, 
I got this idea from these, the kind of thing about the fountains, to place fountains in my neighborhood. I just got that idea, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know where it came from other than I was exposed to this the fountain information in the, in the sessions that Joan did, but I got this idea to place or anchor fountains in my neighborhood. So as I was walking around, every couple, three blocks or so, I would create through thought in my mind, activating at the heart center, whatever energy it was, I would have it come out through the palms of my hands, and I'd literally kind of symbolically anchor that energy right in the middle of the street, <laughs> right in the neighborhood as I'm walking around. And I put in it uh, the balance of nature. I put in it evolutionary enlightenment. I put in it, you know, anything. And I can't even remember everything I put into it now. And so there were literally dozens because the walk around for me was a mile and a, quarter, a mile and a half. So it was a fairly big neighborhood. And so I put, I made a lot of fountains and whenever I thought of an energy, I would place it. And when I was out walking, I would often reinforce it. Um, maybe not every time, but I would think about it a lot, especially in the beginning. And I kept reinforcing it by putting that consciousness around it and, it, and you know, would reinfuse more of the energies. And if I ever thought of a new one, I would put in the new one. And I just want you to know, guys, and this is really, I'm not making this up. And of course, I have no real evidence, but within a year, it changed. There were many, 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 many kinds of birds in that neighborhood. I was woken up. There were nesting birds and trees around me. I mean, it was, and I'd lived for a year without it. So you have to know that I would notice when it changed. And I started to um, get opossums and raccoons, even ducks. I had a pool. <laughs> ducks would start to come and land in my pool and stay there for a few days. I really, really have to tell you that it changed. And so, you know, I mean, this is sort of ridiculous, and I feel a bit like I'm in junior high, but I took full, full um, credit for that change because of those fountains. Now, whether or not it was the fountains, I don't know, but I suggest to you that it was. And recently I was talking to Michael in Florida and he was telling me how he was going around. He's a male person. He delivers mail and he, uh, he has, I think two nursing homes or something like that in his Root, and he was telling me how he was sending them energy. And I thought, wow, Michael, that's so great, you know, that you do that. And I suggested to him the idea of the fountain. And because it had worked for me so much, and of course, as often happens, you get very involved in a process that the higher self give you. And then you kind of forget about it because there's always new processes that come in. And then you refocus your attention on the new processes. And those sort of take the forefront, but he reminded me of the fountain, and so not only is, did he put a fountain in, in those places, but I have since put a fountain, three fountains in my apartment building, uh, one on each side and one in the center, and so as I walk through the various places in the apartment building, I'm reinforcing the, the fountains, and again, you can put in any energies that you'd like to put in. Remember, they can't hurt 
or harm. They are only going to help. And so anyway, I did want to talk about that because when I was reading the amalgamation with Joan, she's done the fountain before. You've heard it before. This isn't the first time, but it just occurred to me to speak about it today. Okay. Uh, now, oh, also when I spoke to Michael, he asked me a question, and he said, when you create a fountain here, is that created in the astral as well? And that gave me pause for a while. Um, because I never thought about it. Well, first of all, because we're thinking the creation of the fountain, then all of those thoughts, of course, move into the astral, just like every single other thought that we have. I don't believe that there is a separate actual fountain created, although maybe. I honestly don't know. I haven't asked the higher self because Michael and I just discussed this, I think, yesterday. In any case, the... um, the, the fountain that we do create, any fountain here on the planet, of course, is also providing energy to the astral because the astral is around us 24-7. We walk through the astral field, the force fields of the earth, every single day, moment to moment to moment. And so anything that we, any fountain that we create here, say carrying the higher heart consciousness, energy is moving into the astral as well. So we're helping on both of those levels. And I want to thank Michael for asking that question. I will ask the higher self to see if there's an actual separate fountain that's created other than the one created just, you know, with our thoughts. Um, I'm really not sure. It's such a good question, and I haven't had a chance to talk to the higher self about it. But um, three views of coming attractions, hopefully I will get to that. Okay, I'm just going to have a little water, and then we're going to start. Again, this topic was brought to us by Joan in June of 1987. And so, okay, let's take a few moments and quiet our minds. And And in this state of quiet, let's each of us focus our attention on the pure soul essence, which we see symbolically as the light within And let us allow this light to grow until we are encompassed within its center. And let us spend a moment in the pure soul essence, experiencing the power and remembering that this centeredness connects us to the totality of all lives. The higher selves remind us that within the pure soul essence, we as individuals in a very unconscious way can make a difference for all that we are and all that we are becoming reaches out and touches souls connected at that pure soul lessons level, that are beneath us in evolutionary consciousness. And by the same token, we are assisted and touched in the same manner by all souls moving in higher evolutionary patterns than we are. And it is in this manner that all life forms in all levels are assisted and ministered to and given information and light. And they remind us now that in consciousness, In consciousness, having this information in our own minds, we can enforce the energy with far more power and meaning than we have up to this point in time at the unconscious level. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, I just inhaled something. (coughs) Yikes. Okay. Now, remaining conscious of the centeredness, 
I ask that we be taken into the originating source of energy and in a state of consciousness that we be amalgamated with the totality of all of our higher selves and any and with any higher self through any realm or direction that care to join with us in the session today. I further ask that we will remain consciously alert and aware at the mind level of our centeredness and our amalgamation, and that we will be open to receive from the highest level, to understand from the highest level, and to manifest from the highest level the information as it is presented to us. And now let us move into the healing circle, and the higher self would like to work with us tonight in the healing circle, making us conscious once more in a very powerful way that they blend their energies with ours when we come together individually and collectively as a group to place situations and conditions in this healing circle. Let's envision it in our mind's eye as a brilliant circle of light that expands and grows to the degree it is needed for all souls who desire to be part of this, to come forward. They would ask us to thought project as a group collectively into the center of the healing circle. And they ask us at this point in time to become very conscious in our own heads, in our own minds, in our own hearts, that we are a fountain of higher heart consciousness energy. So let us perceive ourselves at this point moment in time, collectively as a group, flowing up through the top of our heads from the heart center, the energy of higher heart consciousness. Let's take a moment to enjoy within our own vibration the beauty of this energy. The higher self remind us, again, bringing it once more into our consciousness, that in this higher heart consciousness energy, when we bathe in this, when we become conscious of this, when we use this energy, we are drawing from the very highest level of love in its most positive, balanced, and objective state. It is through this energy that we can more easily and effortlessly reach the point within ourselves of properly loving ourselves, which greatly assists us then in more properly loving others. Now remembering that, this, that the healing circle has been infused in its own totality with higher heart consciousness energy, with the energy of hope, the, the energy of faith that what is hoped for will manifest, with the power of the miraculous and other energies that have been focused from time to time by this group, keeping all of that in consciousness, let's call into the healing circle all souls in all levels, in all realities, who are processing in what appears to be hopeless situations. This includes all souls involved with catastrophes and traumatic illnesses. It includes all souls involved in seeking cures for these illnesses. It includes all souls who are sick at heart, sick in spirit, all souls in any level or any dimension from any area where a sense of hopelessness is playing itself out. There may be those of you in the group tonight who have situations that you carry in your own vibration or that you know of where others are concerned that appear hopeless. Please place those situations 
and the people involved into the healing circle. For you've been told on many different occasions that each of you, individually and collectively as a group, those present and those not present, those known and those unknown, you carry within you the power of the miraculous. If you are placing individual situations into the healing circle, please remain very, very conscious of that power of the miraculous that you carry within you. And now let us call forth from any area where souls desire to partake of this healing experience for any reason. Let us call them forth and invite them in. And tonight, joining the healing circle, working with the higher selves in charge of the healing circle, is a group that normally works within the astral band of the human kingdom totality. They come forward. And among them are those that we know of as Iris, John, Nicole, Jean, and Hannah, and there are others, both known and unknown to me and to others. But they all come forward to join with us in this healing experience tonight, blending their energies with ours. They will assist us in this particular pattern tonight as we begin to move in and become part of the experience of healing. The two from the astral band, known as Iris and Hannah, step forward and they present themselves to me as beautiful blended lights and they move into the center of the fountain of higher heart consciousness that we have created and join us as part of that fountain of love. The others move in through around all souls placed within the circle, blending their light and their higher heart consciousness, strike that, and their higher consciousness and their higher heart higher heart consciousness energy in through and around all souls placed within the center of the healing circle. And what the higher self would like us to do at this point is to be very conscious of all the situations and conditions that have been placed here. Become very conscious of any individual situations you yourself have placed in this healing circle. They now desire us to stand in the state of centerness and allow the healing experience to happen to us and through us. And they want each of us to observe this experience as it moves out and takes place without dictating the terms as to how this energy will work itself out. So please spend a few moments in silence and perceive this miraculous connection that is being made through the various vibrations that have been brought together and blended as one. Remember, you are the power of the miraculous. Merely hold that thought in consciousness with the understanding that all souls so placed within the healing circle are touched at whatever level the souls desire to be touched. And the touching continues. It is never ending, and the soul will receive to the degree that the soul desires from this moment forward so that all energy placed is held and offered moment to moment to moment. Experience in this moment your part in the touching, the energy that you bring individually and as a group collectively. Remain centered in your consciousness, the fountain of love, the assistance that you bring. Keep in your consciousness focused and centered within your own mind. Keep your consciousness focused and centered within 
your own mind. You are the power of the miraculous. Allow this healing experience to take you where it desires to take you. Allow this healing experience to take all souls so placed within the circle where it desires to take them. Now, remaining very conscious, allow that fountain of love to grow and to expand and to move out into the very edges of that healing circle, touching every soul so placed. All right, now they would like you to remain conscious throughout and remain in the healing circle, remain in that fountain of love, and continue to process in this healing experience while you also hear other words that are being spoken. Continue to experience yourselves being bathed in this fountain of love. Be conscious of the fact that you are the power of the miraculous. Be conscious of the fact that there are no hopeless situations. For in every single situation, whether it is in your life or in the lives of others that you know of or in conditions that take place in the world at large, there are no hopeless situations. Each situation that is presented has more than one story to tell, and therefore there is always the opposite that can be tapped into when one looks out and sees a situation that appears to be hopeless. Remember, remember, strike that, remember, remember, remain very conscious that you carry the power of hope and the power of faith that what you hope for can be realized. Now they're moving into the information. Higher self. Now the higher self will address briefly the introduction to this group of some of the fifth dimensionals who have laid aside their fourth dimensional facade body and who are currently at work in areas that deal with the astral band at the negative level and how this helps us with the preparation for the coming new age. In many instances, fifth dimensionals take on the human facade body and carry within them into this reality in any specific lifetime an option as to whether or not they will remain in body and and assist in their mission or if they will lay aside the body and assist in some other way. There have been many fifth dimensionals of both sexes and all ages that have addressed this issue and have ultimately chosen to lay aside the body and are currently at work doing other things in the disincarnate state, including working in the astral band. Those who joined us tonight are a small portion of this group and came in to bring their energy into our vibration in the same manner that we have taken our energy into their vibration at the astral level on many occasions. These fifth dimensionals who assist by working to cleanse the negative astral band are individuals like yourselves who have worked on this planet and on other planets and who, in their highest frequency, are still currently at work assisting in whatever way they find best in the various jobs they do. Their predominant job is one of working in the astral. Hannah and Iris are the two vibrations at the fifth dimensional level that appear for the most part to direct the action, but they are by no means the leaders or the two that are in charge per se. Hannah has been in this work out of body for quite a number of years. Iris has been in the work for a few less years, and the others have been operational in all ranges of time. 
They have all been involved in the comings and goings of, of the astral in its totality. An indication here is that this group that joined with us tonight in the healing circle came in order to assist us to more easily understand the processes that we will be undergoing as the evolutionary thrust in its totality begins to activate and purify in its own right a lot of the astral. The planet as a body and the human kingdom universe in its totality as a body could be viewed as undergoing the same kind of energetic processing in a different way that the souls are undergoing as far as ridding themselves of their altered realities. The astral band too is a collection of altered realities that have been infused and empowered for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of all humanities. So as this evolutionary thrust processes and moves all souls into higher levels of consciousness through that pure soul essence vibration, it shifts the astral band to the degree that the collective souls being unconsciously thrust along the evolutionary path are unconsciously bringing into the higher, the astral higher levels of conscious thoughts as the souls progress even though they are progressing at an unconscious kind of level. This means that within the astral band itself, whether it be connected to a specific planetary body or to the totality of the human kingdom universe, there will be positive energies that are processing at a very unconscious level based on the collective unconsciousness of the souls undergoing this unconscious move along their evolutionary pattern. Okay, this is Janet. This is a mouthful, guys. This is, you know, I want to simplify it for you. It just simply means, said in a very complicated way, perhaps, that as the evolutionary thrust moves souls forward in their evolutionary process, those souls unconsciously, because much of it is happening is not at the conscious level, and that's what the higher self meant by unconsciously moving forward, those souls are having their frequency increased, and their thoughts become more enlightened and more, less dense. So those thoughts, of course, move into the astral, and they have a positive effect on the astral, giving to the astral higher and higher levels of positive thoughts. So, and this is happening with the totality of the humanities because the humanities, all of us, are being affected by the evolutionary thrust. For the most part, the movement forward at the soul level is unconscious. So these additional positive thoughts that are, or, or more positive thoughts that are being moved into the astral are coming from, you know, our unconscious, the, the humanities, all of us aren't thinking, oh, well, I'm thinking more positive today and I'm forcing the, the astral with more positive thoughts. It's, it's pretty much an unconscious process. And, but it means the higher self are telling us that the evolutionary thrust, because it is moving souls into higher evolutionary levels, that it has the, this positive effect on the astral. That's what they're saying. Of course, there's more going on, and they're about to get into it. Okay, higher self. By the same token, 
the souls who are undergoing this evolutionary movement, while they are unconsciously feeding the astral at a more positive evolutionary level, the nature of their thrust forward activates a tremendous amount of soul-mind detox within their own vibration, which correspondingly feeds back into the astral, seeking to find that that is like itself in the particular astral reality. So that while the evolutionary thrust ultimately will assist in bringing higher and higher levels of positive level into the astral band, the negative astral aspects of the astral are still being fed and still need to be addressed as far as we're concerned. As the evolutionary thrust moves us all along at a higher rate of speed, the negative astral, even though the souls are consciously feeding that higher frequency of evolutionary energy into it, the negative astral will also undergo a tremendous reinforcement because of the nature of the soul-mind detox that the souls along this, that the souls, uh, because of this evolutionary thrust, will become involved in. Okay, so Janet, that was a little confusing. I'm sorry because I didn't edit it properly. I can see there was a kind of a confusion there. But anyway, that happens. So by the same token, yes, this evolutionary thrust is actually helping the humanities bring higher frequency levels, evolutionary frequency levels into the astral, but it's also resulting in more negative energies being fed into the astral as the soul-mind detox is triggering off the negative issues that we all carry. The fears, the, the anger, the rage, the hurts, the griefs, the whatever, all of these things are being triggered because the evolutionary thrust, that's what it does. It triggers us because it is helping us all go through the cleansing process. So bottom line, the astral is being fed both in the positive sense and in the negative sense. And they, they are bringing this to our attention because, one, they want to know there is some positive effect from the evolutionary energy, but also they want us to know that there is this negative effect and that we need to continue to address the negative astral, okay, higher self. It's important to remember that the astral band of the planet carries within it everything that has been placed through that thought process of the humanities. And the same is true of the totality of the human kingdom universe. An individual's altered realities and the astral altered realities work together in a very cooperative manner in that whatever is contained within the altered reality of the individual soul attracts to it whatever is like that from the astral band. Thus, the individual altered reality is infused with more energy, which then, in turn, is energy that is fed back to the astral from this life. As a result of this process, there is a constant feeding back and forth of those vibrations. And what they're indicating here is that it's important that we understand that when the astral energy and the altered realities of an individual are in that attractive mode, that this is real energy that is moving and fusing together. In this respect, because of the, the evolutionary thrust is accelerating the feedback process 
and accelerating the attraction vibration as far as the movement back and forth is concerned between the individual altered realities enforcing the astral and the astral energy reinforcing the individual altered reality. The result is that the astral negative is becoming more and more empowered. Therefore, it becomes important for us to consciously grasp that we're moving through these four fields on the planet at this point in time and that the reinforcement and the power of these energies can become so intense that we must be very centered and protective of ourselves. It is like this evolutionary thrust is going to cause high sensitivity because it's taking the body into a higher frequency of processing in the soul mind. So there is a tremendous sensitivity that may be quote-unquote, assaulted by the empowered force fields of energy in the astral at the negative level. Now, as the astral at the negative level becomes more and more infused and intense because of the evolutionary thrust and the souls that throw out more of the soul-mind detox vibration. So as a group, collectively, and as an individual, you can greatly assist those that are at work in the astral pattern by becoming very consciously focused at all times in areas that deal with, quote, lighting up, unquote, the astral. If we become conscious of the fact that we can enlighten these astral bands with the power of the light itself, in other words, we are to think in terms of of consciously turning on the light within the astral, using that visual for the energy that will balance, that will match, the negative to the same degree and will thus balance and neutralize the negative vibration. Okay, Janet. Many of you are aware that have listened to my show in the past uh, before that I virtually always talk about the divine array of our light moving out and providing light to all souls, but it's also being provided and moving into the astral. I bring it to consciousness for all of you to add that conscious power, and I do it on the show and in all my meetup groups, and often even in individual private sessions, because of the importance placed on it by the higher selves on more than one occasion. Keep in mind that just here on earth, there are billions of people thinking moment to moment to moment. So the astral is being enforced moment to moment to moment. So the neutralizing work needs to be constant. Secondly, the higher self here are offering us a symbol to use, that of a kind of a light switch that turns on and lights up the astral with the divine energies that we can provide individually and collectively so that the negative astral can continue to be neutralized and balanced. Uh, And this lighting up is very similar to the turn-on switch that I talk about using that focus of attention to turn on the divine energies that we carry. And in the same way, we're going to use that turn-on switch to light up the astral with those divine energies, providing it, blending our energies. Well, this this is about to happen. I won't go on. But anyway, we're providing it, and we're going to be providing it into the astral. Okay, higher self. The more often that we can work at that level, and we are being invited now as a group, encouraged as a group, to begin to extend extra time and energy as far as this astral pattern is concerned. Because again, 
because of this evolutionary thrust, the momentum of the negative will continue to build even though there is that positive seeding in at that unconscious level. But as long as that negative is building, we need to become aware of the fact that we can be sensitive to this here and we can protect ourselves at all times. But more importantly, to the collective group that, okay, but more importantly, as a collective group, we need to understand for we will be assisting and working to bring in as much harmony as possible into that negative astral. Okay, Janet, the higher selves don't explain here exactly how this feedback process affects us, but in general, it takes whatever we're carrying at the negative level and intensifies it. As a result, you have individuals and groups of individuals moving through intensified patterns, intensified patterns of fear, patterns of rage, patterns of panic, patterns of attack, patterns of hopelessness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we see situations and conditions around the planet that reflect this intensity, even though this information was brought to us by June in 1987. It's still, we can still see it happening. So today, we will be addressing this in the healing circle by lighting up the astral, don't you know, as much as possible. Okay, higher self. As the astral becomes more and more balanced, the momentum of the evolutionary thrust and the positive seed into the astral will have its own momentum. And then we will begin to build at a more positive level than before. But at this point in time, those that work in the astral pattern indicate that assistance is needed as far as the group energy is concerned. And they remind us, too, that as part of the pioneering effort, as it pertains to the evolutionary concept of the New Age, that the fifth dimensionals are part of this process of bringing balance and harmony as much as possible into to the souls that do move along the paths that have been forged by you so that they can move along those paths in an easier, more efficient, and more accelerated manner. The purpose is not to have you go through the quote-unquote drudgery of doing all this work and providing this energy just to make the way smooth and easy for the humanities. The purpose is related to the evolutionary mission as it plays itself out. First, you, in states of higher consciousness, can more easily understand, cope with, and work with that kind of energy and not be affected by it. Second, a fourth dimensional, if they process through the soul-mind detox with that tremendous enforcement from the astral coming in on them, it will be very difficult for them to be able to make those evolutionary movements forward. And we are equipped to help with it. We've done it before. Not to this degree, because now we have the power of the evolutionary thrust, but we have done it before, and we know how to do it, even though at the facade soul level, we may, we may not be consciously aware of that. But we have done it, and since we never forget anything, as we carry the mem- memories at the unremembered remembrance level, we will find that the more we work with this astral idea, the more we'll remember it. So again, we won't be affected to it by it to the degree that the fourth dimensionals who've never done this before will, as they are processing for the very first time this kind of evolutionary thrust forward. So it is for that reason that the systems have been requested. 
not just to make it easy for others so that they can go through without having to work so hard. Be assured that they will have to work extremely hard, even with this cleanup phase that is taking place. For the humanities are still going into areas and territories uncharted by them before. At the fourth dimensional level, without that true soul essence, that fifth dimensional knowledge that each of you carry, it will be an extremely difficult pathway to take, even with our help, cleaning up the astral. This means that we need to assist the fifth dimensional souls in the astral, those souls that are working there to bring light and harmony. By being conscious of the fact that we can blend energies, they come here and blend their energies with us, we go there and blend with them. And in doing this, by adding our light with a very conscious focus into areas that deal with astral in, in its totality, the suggestion is made that you assume that anything that is happening on this planet that appears to be negative, hopeless, and unenlightened has a counterpart in the astral force field of energy around the planet. And that, of course, it is carried as well in the totality of the human kingdom, totality astral. So you can give yourself ideas about what to work on at that astral level, ideas that deal with war, areas that deal with differences and bigotry, areas that deal with apparent terminal illnesses. Anything that you know of in your consciousness that appears to be out of balance with high levels of light and love is a situation that is being empowered by and is also empowering the astral as this evolutionary thrust moves forward. Okay, Janet, that was a lot of information. And it is kind of esoteric, and I do apologize for that part. Hopefully you understood the bulk of it. But it just means that any area that we can perceive or see or view around in our lives and around the planet are areas that are matched, those energetics, those patterns, they're all matched in the astral. And so we can just look around us to see what's in the astral. We don't have to have the higher self tell us, oh, well, we have astral wars, and we have astral this, that, and the other going on. We know them well just by looking and seeing what's happening around us, and we can help. Okay, higher self. It's important, too, for each of you to remember at all times that you do carry the power of the miraculous. Those of you who have chosen to utilize the power of hope have seen some results, which should prove to you that you can make the difference by addressing the situations that you are aware of, not only from the placing of the energy into the situation, but also working at the astral level to balance that energy and to bring light into the darkness of that situation. You can demonstrate even further to yourself the fact that you do carry the power of the miraculous that you are, in fact, the miracle in the process of happening and that you, as an individual, can make a difference and as a group collectively can prove to yourself that you as a group can make a difference. In the, in the coming weeks, we will incorporate, at, at the request of Iris and Hannah and the others, a very specific kind of work into the healing circle as we work at that astral level. And you guys remember 
that Mariah's have already worked with us once about feeding the force field around the planet with higher heart consciousness energy. The force field, of course, is the astral band where all of those negativities and, and processes of the astral are very, very strong. And we walk through this all of the time. We're on the planet, so we're part of that force field of energy. So we will work in a very specific manner in the coming weeks as a group to assist in the addressing of various situations and conditions on this planet that we're aware of and to send that energy out into the totality of the astral band. Okay, with that, that ends the amalgamation, and I do want to just bring to your attention, I mean, not the amalgamation, the whole information, that, yeah, Joan does work on the astral on a regular basis. The higher self, Marias and company, talk about the astral and how important, it, it, how important it is to be working on it in a consistent manner. And so I do that, she did that. And uh, so, yes, we want to be conscious of how important it is to blend our energies with those fifth dimensional astral workers to allow them, to give them, to provide them even more of this divine light. And again, this divine light carries that flavor of the humanity and it too affects because the astral thoughts, of course, are all human thoughts. So it's very easy then for this, this astral, the, the light that we provide to the astral to um, bring in the perfect opposite and equal energies to do the neutralizing. Okay, I am going to do a healing today, but I do want to bring up one more thing, and it's very relevant to this information, I think. Um, over the last few weeks, and I can't tell you, I'm, you know, me, I'm pretty bad with time. At some point, within two, four, six weeks, maybe eight weeks, I've just started saying, I am the divine amalgamation. Okay, so when I go to do work or I'm out somewhere, I'll call in, I am the divine amalgamation. And this, this is kind of the, a conglomerate image of, that includes all of the amalgamation elements that I always talk about. So I am the divine amalgamation includes becoming one with the originating source of all there is, becoming one with the pure soul essence, becoming one with our true soul essence, becoming one and amalgamating with a higher self, becoming one with the purity of the true human soul. So by saying I am the divine amalgamation, it is bringing in in one statement, kind of a shortcut, the totality of all the elements of the amalgamation that we do uh, before we do any of the work, before we process the neutralizing, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it doesn't mean you just say, oh, I'm, I'm the divine amalgamation and off you go to do whatever. Remember, it's just a thought at the human level until we put the focus of attention on it to actively bring the divine energies into and give permission to those divine energies to be in our uh, operational in our free will. That focus of attention is still present. 
it is absolutely still present. So when you say, I am the divine energies, I want you literally to focus on those energies, becoming one with them. Now, sometimes when I do it, if I have a little bit more time, I'll actually focus on each of the pieces. I'll focus on the energy of the originating source, the energy of the pure soul essence, the energy of the true soul essence, the energy of the higher self, the energy of the purity of my facade soul, and I'll give each element, you know, five or ten seconds of really focusing in on the energy. But sometimes, God, I don't have much time. I'm standing in line at the grocery store or, you know, I'm driving somewhere, but I'm not really sure where I'm going, and I have just a few moments on on the part where I do know where I'm going to become one with the divine energies. And so I'll just say, I am the divine amalgamation. And I just sit and feel and focus on, imagine, experience, however you all do it. I just do that for maybe 10 or 15 seconds. Now, why is this a good idea to bring up now? Well, first of all, you know, I'm always trying to make the, the techniques to facilitate uh, the work so that people actually do the process. It's really, um, the, the processes aren't, I'm not sharing them just for people to, to take them in at their mind level and then forget about them. Now, of course, we do forget about them sometimes and there's no judgment there. But I want to make it as easy. We all have busy, busy lives. We all are torn in many, many different directions. If we do anything else in our lives in an amalgamated state, it brings everything that we do into a higher level. And I don't care what other things you do, whether it's a spiritual modality or not. Every time we do the amalgamation, we are um, bringing those divine energies, giving them permission to come into play in our life pattern. And we are facilitating the cleansing, the clearing, and the awakening process at the energetic level. But now that we just heard about the astral, okay, how we can be sensitive to it, how we're moving through it all day long every day, and we are aware of how, how that works. We are aware of it at the unremembered remembrance level. Here's another shortcut because we're working through it all day long. So you have to know that I am saying I am the divine amalgamation many, many times a day. Now, we have moved 30 years past when this information was given out. So I think there has been a rather significant shift to the astral. But it also, but it doesn't mean that we don't still see all these issues around the planet going on. We do know we can't get away from the fact that the negative astral is also being constantly and chronically infused. So we Unless we are so clear ourselves, we don't have an an altered reality that is carried, a negative altered reality that could be empowered by the astral. And I don't know that any of us are that clear. But until we get that clear, we are going to be sensitive and possibly move into that attraction situation where we're attracting the astral the like astral energy, say, to any fears we might have, and then we it intensifies our fears, and then we are <laughs> moving the, the fear thoughts back into the astral, and it is a constant seeding back and forth that we're all going through. So calling in 
the, div- the, div- um, the divine amalgamation becomes extremely relevant now that I'm giving you this information. And I just find it to be so interesting that I've just gotten this information relatively recently, or just trying this relatively recently. Um, I've got to practice and work with it on my own before sharing it with you. And then what, what, you know, what comes out is really some powerful information about being careful, protecting ourselves from the astral. And I find the more that I do this statement, I am the divine amalgamation, the more often I do it. So um, it's really getting to be very much a part of my daily life, and I'm hoping that will become the case for you guys. Um, Anyway, so... So that's, okay, so that's that. Also, right, I'm just checking my notes to see what else I want to talk about before I move into the healing. Okay, so I am going to be moving into the healing, and I'm going to be using this divine amalgamation. I'm also going to be using that turn-on switch not only to do the amalgamation and, use, you know, getting our focus of attention to, to turn on those divine energies, that divine amalgamation, but I'm also going to use it to provide a turn-on switch uh, for to bring our light into the astral, to um, light up the astral, which is, I, I love that image that the higher selves bring. So, okay. Now, I, I do want to just say one more thing. I know it's hard to just purely work at the energetic level and then not really see results. We're very used to in our lives where we go out and we help someone. And, you know, on YouTube, we see all these people that help animals that are in trouble. We see the results of the animals get help. They get out of a hole or disconnected from something they got caught up in. Whatever it is, we see the results right there. So the help results in, the, in somebody or some, some thing getting, uh, receiving help. And this energetic work does not it does not give us those kind of obvious results. But it is, it is really effective. And I've been using it and doing this for many, many years. And always approaching it in the neutral level, even though I can't prove that it helps anybody, and this, this, this information is never about proof, I'm just empathizing with everyone because we can't know. Of course, we spread it out, and then these legions of souls, you know, come in and partake of the light. We have no way of knowing how we've helped. I can say that in some individual private sessions, an individual who might happen to carry a deep soul level, the feeling of failure and hasn't been helping or doing his or her mission, um, it's it's just, you know, hopeless and self-loathing and all of that. I have had situations where huge groups of souls have come in to share their energy of gratitude for that individual so that the individual knows that those souls have gotten help and appreciate the help they've been given over the years. And it's, it's so powerful. It makes you cry because it's, it's just so powerful. And I always tear up when this happens. It doesn't happen a lot, but it happens 
in particular instances. And, you know, because it absolutely affects you, this gratitude and love energy that pours into and for the client to help the client understand that they did not fail, they aren't failures, that it's just they misunderstood that sometimes the help doesn't show up for weeks, years, even lifetimes. So they don't, we don't realize a lot of times what we do really helps. Can I offer you proof? No. Can I understand that that makes it hard, you know, because some of us are very skeptical? And that's fine. You can be question, questioning and be skeptical all you want. But it really, I just have to say sort of over the time that because I now feel the energies, I see the process of sharing, I see the taking in of the energy, I see so much of this going on now, and I, I just want to offer you that at some level there's this knowingness that it does help, even though I can't offer you proof. Of course, higher self never are about proof, just in case you didn't notice all right, so guys, we are going to now do the healing. And I don't really know how this is going to go. We're going to see, as, as I mentioned the last couple, three weeks, the higher selves aren't indicating to me ahead of time how to move the healing. And so I'm just going, trusting that it will move in its own way. Okay, so right now we have been amalgamated once. I want to bring it in because, I, again, I bring your consciousness around it again because I am using this shortcut even though I am going to actually break down the pieces. But I want to just begin by having each and every one of you listen. Say to yourself, I am the divine amalgamation. I am the divine amalgamation. Please sense it. Feel it, experience it, imagine it as you may in any way or just simply again say the words, I am the divine amalgamation. And as I focus on it, I now see the pieces, the becoming one with the originating source, becoming one with the true soul essence becoming one with the pure soul essence, amalgamating with the higher self, becoming one with the purity of our human soul. I feel each of those pieces. It's almost like they move into place instantaneously, but I'm now able to sense the differences. But I couldn't at first without breaking it down consciously. So you all will get there in time if you aren't there already. Chances are many of you are there already. So again, we are focused on the divine amalgamation. We are using that focus of attention to activate the becoming one with the amalgamation with the totality of the divine energies that we have at our fingertips that we carry within as well as becoming one with the purity of our human soul, understanding that the human soul itself also carries a pure soul essence. So we are one with the divine amalgamation. Now, 
I want you to know that the higher selves are indicating to me the success that all of you have moved into the amalgamation and each and every one of you, not only the ones listening, but the past, present, and future listeners have created now this divine amalgamation, creating that divine light that streams out into the universe. But there are others around the planet that may never listen to this show that have agreed at that true soul essence level to work with us. And in so doing, the, the light that we carry is being joined in one accord as a huge array of light. This is divine light. The divine light is, is tremendous. Now, the higher selves are indicating they are, I can't remember if they did it in this group before or in another group that I had. They are, first, they are going to have us see, sense, and expand this light to encompass the totality of the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. Okay? Encompass the totality, including the conglomerate astral. So they're working now at a very conglomerate level, the totality of the universe, the totality of the astral, not just our astral, not just the totality, uh, not just the um, our planet, but the totality, the human kingdom, kingdom universe, both the soul and the astral. They now are moving this, oh, wait, 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 okay. They're also having us call in those astral workers and any other higher selves from any other realm and direction that care to blend their energies with us today. And I'm um, sorry, I didn't think of that earlier, but in fact, they already were here. But now that we're bringing it into consciousness, the blending of the energy is even more powerful. Anything we move from the unconscious level to the conscious level, we're adding just a huge amount of power. So now we are one with part of the divine amalgamation is the calling in. Uh, we can also call in the amalgamation with the other uh, fifth dimensional energies that we, that we want to work with, that we want to blend our energies with. And so I saw many, many, many of the uh, astral workers moving in to also help with this healing today. But before we move into the healing, the higher selves are doing something. The higher selves are indicating we're going to be doing something else first. And what, we, what they want us to do is they want us to move the entire human kingdom universe, known and unknown, into the center, symbolically, the center of the originating source of all there is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Okay, this is unfreaking believable because we are now not only addressing this universe, human kingdom universe, known and unknown, but the energies by being moved into the center of the originating source is all, our energy is also going to have an impact and effect on the outer realities or the other in, universes that have already evolved past where we are and are now existing at a much higher frequency level. 
So it's as if we are connecting in a very conglomerate level the the totality of all the pure soul essences of all souls and all levels and all dimensions. And I'm bringing this into our consciousness because they did explain in the very beginning, Joan explained that the higher frequency, evolutionary frequencies feed down to those below them. And so in that way, we all are receiving help from those that are a higher frequency than we are. But we also join in on the feeding process and feeding those souls that are lower evolutionary frequency than we are. And so therefore, in consciousness, the higher self want us to understand that we are consciously bringing in that very high level evolutionary frequency from even the outer dimensions. It's empowering the totality of this healing hugely, hugely. Wow. So, okay. And we are tapping into the totality, you see, of this resource. So now this light that we are bringing into play is, is so humongous. It's so humongous. It's beyond my comprehension. I hope some of you can feel it. I can feel it, and I know that when we continue to work with it, I'll feel it more and more, but the, it, it's, it's mind-boggling. I, I have to say it's so off the charts. It's so off the charts. I really, really feel it so intensely. And it is from this place that the higher self now wants to activate the higher heart consciousness energy, the divine hope energy, the divine faith energy, evolutionary enlightenment, divine understanding, divine Destiny, divine connection, divine heart, divine joy, divine acclamation, and we are just to activate those energies from our heart center and move them out into, uh, out the top of our heads, creating this gigantic fountain of light and this gigantic fountain of light is going to be provided to all souls within the human kingdom universe that we're working on but it is also moving out into and into and blending and moving into the conglomerate astral of our human kingdom universe wow the astral workers are almost overwhelmed, I have to say. They aren't, but because they're fifth dimensional nature and they can handle it. But just like I'm feeling overwhelmed, and chances are many of you are feeling overwhelmed, it's as if they now have a reservoir of energy that is so gigantic that they, they can do so much more than they ever could have before. And I especially want this energy to move into, and everybody that's hearing me can put in and direct the usage of the energy in any other way, even if I don't say it. And right now, I want that to, to address fear. I want to address fear to offset, balance, and neutralize the many, many different kinds of fear in the evolution, in the astral um, understanding. <clears throat> that fear is one of the major elements that propels many negative patterns 
that intensifies many major patterns. So we want to address fear in all levels on the astral. I also want to address hopelessness, moving that divine hope, especially in there, but anything else that would help offset and clear and neutralize the hopelessness in the astral. Helplessness, powerlessness, all three of those. We want to move these energies into those, into that astral and have the astral workers use it to neutralize the, those elements within the astral. The whole idea of conflict, war, right and wrong, good and bad, domination, winning, inequality, all of that bigotry, all of those things that keep different groups, different individuals and different groups at odds with one another, fighting with one another, disagreeing and finding reason to split from one another, all the actual conflicts that create wars, whether it's a cold war or a hot war um, or threats of war, We want this beautiful energy to move in through and around and dissolve all of this kind of, these kind of energetics, these altered realities. And I'm just watching, almost like bowling pins, I'm watching the light knock down, not really knocking it down, but neutralizing, like dominoes really, one after one, one after another, these these conflicts, all the ideas of, uh, discrimination, um, you know, building fences, lack of understanding, lack of acceptance, not only with others but within the self, lack of self-love, lack of self-worth, lack of self-forgiveness. And all of those issues are being addressed in the astral as well. Keep in mind that when we create this beautiful flow of energy, it also is the call to the souls. And that's still happening. I didn't go into that or discuss it yet because the focus on this was the astral. But this energy is being also supplied to all the souls within the human kingdom universe that wish to partake of it, and they will process it in their own way, in their own timing. But it is putting out that call to the souls in body or out to also partake of that energy. And I'm going to tell you something else. There is a very big section that is always made available, and I don't speak about it every week, for the testers and tempters, those fifth dimensionals who have their own pure soul essence veiled. And so they come in and they partake of the light themselves because they are completely unaware they carry their own light. So there is a big section of this life helping the testers and tempters as well, which is such a great thing because it also is a big part of helping in this movement forward, this process of moving forward. Okay. I also want the the energy of divine health to be activated in here, and we want it to move into and neutralize in whatever way and whatever other energies are needed to neutralize illness, to neutralize illness, aging, death, and dying. We want it to neutralize, um, we want to put divine transformation in there 
do help with that. Um, divine repair, divine, divine cure, whatever. We want, again, divine hope. We want the astral altered realities as well as our own to, to be neutralized by this tremendous energy field. This is coming up for me, burden. I want the energy to move in and neutralize burden, all the kinds of burden that we feel, known and unknown. We have physical burdens where we literally are manually carrying things or hauling things or lifting things. We have emotional burdens. We have psychological burdens. We have responsibility burdens. We have a tremendous amount of burden. And burden is really, um, it, it's really present in the astral. We want to d- d- neutralize it. It doesn't mean we won't have responsibilities anymore. It doesn't mean that suddenly our job of, you know, lifting hay bales will go away. It just simply means that it won't be carrying the intense uh, idea of burden, which, which can weigh us down, can make us feel frustrated or apathetic or discouraged in so many ways. So all this burden essence, we want burden to be neutralized around, into and around the, the astral, taking the, the weight off our backs um, and not continually having that feedback adding more and more straw to the camel's back, so to speak. We want the the sense of burden to be completely neutralized and all of the elements of it. I don't need to go into every aspect. I think you guys know what I mean. I want to call in divine breath. I want to call in divine yes, divine acceptance, divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. And I think I called in divine evolutionary enlightenment, but in case I didn't, I want that to be in there again. And I want those energies to move in through and around and continue. We want to continually see, see these, the force fields of energy, not only around the planet, but around the whole conglomerate human kingdom universe, the totality of the astral, knowing at the same time the energies is, are being provided to all the souls in the human kingdom universe, known and unknown. Okay. I don't know how to say this, but somehow we need to address the belief systems carried within the astral. There are an inordinate amount, millions different kinds of belief systems when you're talking about the conglomerate astral. You are talking about the belief systems that were created in so many different societies and cultures as the planets that housed the the human kingdom uh, as they they went through their journeys. And so the the amount of belief systems carried within the conglomerate astral is just huge. And there are some, you know, ones that are similar and some ones that are very different. Of course, we have belief systems sometimes that the answers are always outside of ourselves and we don't know to look within. Or maybe we have belief systems and multiple types of spiritual belief systems because we've been in all different types of spiritual, uh, involved in all different types of spiritual teachings. We've just got so many belief systems, beliefs in how the world works or, or why things are happening and um, 
what's the best way to handle X, Y, or Z. We have so many beliefs and disbeliefs. And so I want these energies in this conglomerate way to just work on beliefs. And the higher selves, the astral workers will know where they're more prevalent, where they're most prevalent, where um, where they can uh, utilize this divine energy in the very highest ideal. I, I just have to say, it's as if we are moving into having a bigger and bigger effect on the astral. It's like the light now is able to, I want to say go deeper, even though that seems weird, that we're really, we've been addressing somehow maybe more of the less intense, less negative, but still negative, but less negative than some of the very deepest savage levels. And now it's as if this light is moving into those savage levels and really addressing because the savage levels are huge they come from those periods of time where we moved into the animal from the animal kingdom into the human kingdom we were operating mostly out of the animal nature Um, we didn't have we hadn't moved very high into the human kingdom and it took a long time for us to move um the fifth dimensional carrying the dual nature, of course, it was early before we became fifth dimensional, but all humanities, it takes a long time to move through those savage, quote-unquote, savage, very, very dense levels. And now it's as if the, I see, it's as if it's a reverse, um, the light that we're giving is almost like a reverse um, iceberg. And now the tip of the iceberg, which you could see more kind of like an anchor, is moving into those savage levels. And it's just now feeding. And I'm sure it was feeding before, but now it's, it's this intense feed into the savage levels, into the very, very dense levels of the uh, astral. Uh, really, really powerful. There are human souls that have... I'm not going to talk about that. If you go back and listen, sometime last year I did a series of three or four um, sessions on the astral, and I explain a lot more about it there to encourage you to listen to to it. It is fascinating. It's a lot more complex than um, than I'm explaining here. But in any case, it is this light now is just permeating that very, very dense level. And it was, um, in fact, the, the savage level was much less than I used to see it. So there has already been help for the savage level. It is not near as big as it used to be. But there is kind of almost like a solidified savagery there or solidified what we might call evil, but of course we know there is really no evil. It's just very low uh, ideas and concepts that are carried at that level. It plays out in how we might think of as evil, but I think pretty much you guys now uh, that listen to the show know there really isn't any evil. So that's the scoop, guys. And so it is really permeating this level, and this is going to help a lot. Ooh. So it's going to help. Now, um, I'm just watching it as it expands, as it's moving around the symbolic lower levels, 360 degrees uh, or 
globally or universally or however you want to think of it. I'm just seeing the symbol. Uh, and so, but it is happening on a global level. So we are addressing, we are addressing this lower savage level. Now on this planet, I want you to understand we've moved out of the humanities for the most part on this planet have already moved up several levels of human. We are not playing out just like 100,000 or 200,000 years ago with the Neanderthals and, and like that. But there are planets and many of them around the human kingdom universe that are still playing out in that level where the humanities are still operational for the most part through the animal nature playing out in the human kingdom. So those planets are feeding the savage level 24-7. So that's why this is really helpful. We, we may not be feeding that, those things so much in this planet, but if we carry any of that, if anybody on the planet carries any of those, quote-unquote, more savage, more uh, less expanded uh, ideas and concepts, we are still walking through the astral and can have those empowered. So maybe the humanities aren't actually going through those savage levels still on this planet, but we still carry from, and the humanities still carry those at the energetic level and can still be triggering off that kind of, and feeding back and forth those kind of uh, patterns, those kind of altered realities. So it is a very important level, even though we aren't still having Neanderthals and stuff on the planet. So, so I want you to just continue to focus, really centered, knowing we are the divine amalgamation. Remain conscious of this divine amalgamation. Center in it. Feel it. Experience it. Knowing we are held within the center. The totality of this universe is being held within the center symbolic center of the originating source. We are being fed and helped and blended with the energies that are higher than us, that are um, coming in and helping us as equals, and we, in turn, are continuing the feed to all the souls beneath us. It is a constant, powerful feed. We're adding the conscious um, knowledge to, to that, empowering it even more. And we are just sending this higher heart consciousness fountain and the fountain of all the energies out. The higher selves are reminding me to activate the power of the miraculous. They have spoken about it in the past in, se- in several sessions. I have brought it up here and there. I don't remember exactly. Um, but they did remind us again today that we are the miraculous. We carry that. It's just our own viewpoint, our own perspective that says, oh, no, we don't. Um, so first, I want you to send the light into all those disbeliefs that we can't touch the miraculous, that we won't, we haven't, we could never do that. We are less than, so who, who can, we, why would we ever be able to do that? You know, those kind of thoughts. I want all those doubts, all those perspectives, all those viewpoints to be hit by this light that we all carry. And we want to call in the power of the miraculous now. And I want all of you to sense and tap into that miraculous power that we carry. And as we consciously focus on that miraculous power, I want want us to all add 
that conscious focus of the miraculous into this energy field, into this gigantic array, this gigantic fountain, whatever you want to call it, and have that power of the miraculous also move in to the astral and be provided to all souls so that all souls can, that can, that, that touch it, all souls touching it may take it in, may create the miracle in their own lives, process and manifest the miracle in their own lives. Us included. Remember, there is no such thing as hopelessness. That's just our perception. So we're going to activate divine hope and divine faith and the power of the miraculous. You add in the divine higher heart consciousness, and we have some powerful energies at work here. Okay. There is some conglomerate energy field, I want to say, fifth-dimensional in nature or perhaps even sixth-dimensional in nature, moving in and presenting itself symbolically to me. They're projecting because uh, it really isn't um, like this, as I think I explained last week or the week before. It's a stream of energy, but they're projecting a human kind of uh, face to the energy simply to bring my attention that they, this energy field is here. And I want to see if there's something that I can pick up. It seems so intense right now. I don't know if I can really get, really get it. Um, I'm just thrilled that I was able to perceive it, seeing as how we are working at such a very high level. And this energy is um, informing me that that the more that we work in this kind of conglomerate manner, that the more easily myself and, and all others will be able to reach into, tap into, and receive the information and energy that is at our fingertips whether it be the power of the miraculous or, miraculous or some uh, knowledge uh, that we carry at the unremembered remembrance level. So they are indicating that it is not about being able to process at the highest level right off the, right out of the gate, but that, you know, that step number one became <laughs> clear that they were here. Um, it, it definitely carries a six-dimensional vibration, which is why the why I'm not sure if I can do it. Um, let me just see. They, I mean, it, it just really. I, I hear what they're saying, but it's very. Um, I don't know what to make of it or what to do with it, but I'm just going to tell you what they're saying. They're saying that this process that we've moved into tonight is one of the major processes that's going on around the universe. It actually is one of the hubs, so to speak, or one of the, I guess hubs is the best word that I can come up with, one of the hubs for the help that 
fifth and sixth dimensional aspect, uh, fifth and sixth dimensionals are doing to help process the evolutionary thrust. This evolutionary thrust has added apparently tremendous amount of work because all souls at every level are experiencing it. And so there is uh, just a huge, quote-unquote, demand for the kind of help that we are providing. Now, keep in mind, they are saying that it, that we all, all the fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature, we still have the body and the soul operational at that fifth, in, within the fifth dimension, and we have developed soul aspects that have moved into that sixth dimensional frequency. We've all done that because we've been around for so long and have been so um, doing our mission for so long. We've all developed aspects that have moved into that sixth dimensional level so that the sixth, we are able to tap into the ideas and concepts that are operational at that sixth dimensional level. The sixth dimensional themselves have their work cut out to, for them because at the sixth dimensional level, they are helping the fifth dimensionals in their process and acclimation to the fifth dimension, to the evolutionary thrust. So the, they are also going through their thrust and their need for acclimation and also then helping those below. It is a huge process that the evolutionary thrust has thrown all souls into. And because of this radio show, and I'm telling you, every week you hear me say, this is my favorite day of the week, and this is because on the radio show, with the help and the connection to all of you, we've been able to continually expand and move our processes into higher and higher levels. Now we have moved it into such a huge process by literally bringing the, not just us, not just the planet, not just our conglomerate, not just the wheel, the outer wheel, those of you who heard me on the show before, the rim of the symbolic wheel and the listeners, but the totality of the universe within this whole process to facilitate and help at every level, every single soul by this energy that we are um, consciously, that's so key, consciously providing. It's as if we're one of the major hubs. Now, you know, I'm like, Really? Uh, but one of the major hubs going on in the universe right now, it is a huge job. This evolutionary process is um, bringing to the forefront to all souls, and it, the job in a way gets bigger and bigger and bigger. As some areas get clear or move into higher levels or maybe aren't as problematic, new areas are coming up more and more. So it's as if it just continues to move, it continues to expand, it continues to awaken, it continues to activate so many issues, soul, mind, body issues at every level. And remember, even at the lower evolutionary levels of the mineral, plant, animal, those, those elements, those souls carry... Uh, energetics um, just like we do. They have etheric bodies just like we do. They have those, that level, all those levels have chakras just as we do and as are the originating source. So they too, even though they're led through their evolutionary process by the quote-unquote instinctive will through the pure soul essence, they still are 
going through in their own way, and I don't, I can't explain it. The higher selves aren't giving this to me at the moment. They are also being brought into and are experiencing the evolutionary thrust, and they are moving faster and faster through their own evolutionary process, just like we are at every level. All souls at every level are moving into experiencing things we've never experienced before. Every single soul. Okay. So, the higher selves uh, or the this conglomerate energy that does carry elements of the sixth dimension frequency is here to tell us how important the work is that we're doing, how effective it is, how they wish for us to continue. So it's, it's kind of an addendum, so to speak, to the 1987 information where the higher self are urging us to work on the astral. This is an expansion on that, explaining that not only on the conglomerate astral, but we want to work on the totality of the human kingdom universe and know and understand that we are helping souls um, and having an effect on all souls at every level because we're bringing it in consciously and that we're this hub and that we are more and more moving into the self-acceptance that we do carry these abilities, that we do carry the power of the miraculous. And we are facilitating the with the acclamation. We're really if facilitating it. And again, I want to. I know I brought it in once, but I want to call in divine acclamation. With that, the energy has disappeared, and um, the higher selves are showing me that there is a huge. I mean, it's so big. I can't really see it except for symbolically like healing circle energy being put around the totality of all souls at all levels, at least within our universe, okay? Now, whether it's the higher level souls, I'm not sure, but it's as if this gigantic field of beautiful healing circle energy is being provided to the totality of all souls. It is also every individual soul is being provided their own unique, their own personal healing circle uh, cocoons, I should say. And it's going to help with the continual processing. It's also going to help with the acclimation um, with this thrusting energy. So these new cocoons is added that element of helping with the acclimation of the evolutionary thrust. And so we have, uh, we're very fortunate. It's becoming more and more of a topic clearly and, oh, my gosh, I just checked the time, and we're running out of time. So um, I guess the timing is perfect, and I want to just kind of in la-la land at this moment. I want to say to everyone, we're really on track, guys. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this work possible, for being part of the community, it is so important and so huge. And this is what we volunteered for. It doesn't make us any better than anyone else. We're no more special than anyone else, but we volunteered. And the more we do, the more we continue to do, the more we're going to start 
seeing and feeling and understanding and and grasping and tapping into all that we are. So it helps us all too. It's not just about the drudgery to get make everyone else like the higher self are saying, have an easy time. Everyone is having a hard time with this. There is no easy time. But maybe, not maybe, but what this does is it does help make it a little bit easier, a little bit more effective. But the little bit can be extremely significant. Extremely significant. But there still is a lot of work. There is still a long journey in front of us. And we are doing it. We're really helping, guys. We're really helping, and I'm sure every moment if the help is going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. I say a little bit, but probably it's more, way more than that, uh, and it will only continue to expand. So anyway, until next week, um, I will be doing the show until the week of the 14th of September, and I'll give you more information down the line about it. I am going to be off air for four weeks because I'm going to go China, Indonesia, and Papua New Guinea. So, I mean, it's a fantastic trip. I'm very excited about it. But there is many places where there will be no Wi-Fi. We're also going to be on, I believe, something like 11 flights. I mean, and they're, they're just places that we're going that won't have phone, won't have anything. So I can't do the show when I'm away. But I will hope that you will use that opportunity to listen to the archive and do the shows over and over again. Go back and listen to shows you haven't heard for a while if you're someone like Michael who listens to the shows over and over. Michael from Florida, that is. Uh, I encourage you to do it. And I encourage you all to use the I am the divine amalgamation. I am the divine oneness of all there is would be another way to say it. I use the term amalgamation simply because that's the term the higher self used forever when I learned this information. So it just goes comes out of my mouth. But it, you know it means becoming one with. So if you prefer to say I am the divine amalgamation, it would be the same thing. It would absolutely be the same thing. But do focus on it. Do give it that time and attention, that focus to really activate those energies. So it takes it from just the mind level, the words, at the fourth dimensional level, I am the divine amalgamation. That's not going to activate any of the divine energies. You need that focus of attention to be giving permission to turn on that amalgamation, that oneness with all the divine to turn on and light up the astral if you go to work on that. So anyway, I, I encourage you all, and you can always get back to me. I have a new email, jvvmrichmond at gmail.com, and I'm all my other shows give the old email, and it doesn't work anymore, and I can't get it to work for some reason because... I don't have someone who's really knowledgeable doing that. So I've tried on my own, and I can't even access the email. It's ridiculous. I don't know what happened. So for those of you who are hearing this, um, it is a new email. Old email does not work. So 
jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. Please give me some feedback anytime, suggestions, uh, ideas for healing, anything. And we will, uh, I will get back to you for sure and bring it on the show if you'd like or not. Anyway, so that's the scoop, guys. And until next week, have a wonderful rest of the summer. And I will be back next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choice, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.